Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm your radio, radio show. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It's episode ninety-one of our little podcast that could. Uh, it's myself, Nile Nine, and Andrea Cleary. Hi. Cross the line on Skype. Hello. How are with you? With my squeaky chair. Sorry, it's very squeaky. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. I've um, it's been another week of uh, DIY and painting and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Took me five hours to put together a chest of drawers last night. Well, I. I've not been doing my workouts because I've just been working out in the house instead. That's lifting stuff. That's perfectly and fine. Yeah, it's good. It's there's a there's a kind of a satisfaction though of putting together one of those big IKEA things that has like sixty five steps in it, and you're like, oh come on! I five live hours. for that stuff. Like, give me IKEA furniture, yeah. and I will have a really nice day putting it together because it it feels <laughs> so accomplished at the end of it because you feel like you've built a thing, even though. You've essentially yeah. just assembled a thing, but you're like, I made this with my hands and it's, yeah. you should be very proud now. I am proud. I'm proud. I don't think I'm not proud about is the amount of cardboard I have out in the backyard now. Um, not I'm going to have to go to the dump. So that's my exciting life <laughs> at the moment. Um, what are we going to talk about this week? We have uh, some phone-ins from uh, some of our Patreon members. We asked them a question this week. What one album or song is easing your lockdown experience? And we have uh, five choice replies from our supporters sharing the music that there is getting them through our lockdown experience. Uh, we're going to be reviewing two albums this week instead of... So I guess the Patreon feature is kind of in lieu of songs really this week. Yeah. And 
two albums that we couldn't quite decide on, so we're doing both of them. Uh, Perfume Genius's new album set my heart on fire immediately, and Charlie XCX quarantine album How I'm Feeling Now. So we'll be talking about two of those coming up. But in the meantime, I guess there's not been any huge news this week, so probably it's time to ask uh, what your reason to be cheerful is. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. So this week, my reason to be cheerful is I went outside today and I went um, further than I've been in my house, still within my limits, but um, further than I've been in my house uh, in months. And I went on a really long cycle. I saw a friend, obviously, maintaining social distance. Uh, She had her bike as well. And we just had like a really beautiful cycle. We saw... We overheard two really great um, conversations between Gardy and young people. Um, oh, yeah. The first was um, <laughs> we were just sort of like walking on opposite sides of the road to each other uh, on like a narrow road. And then the guards were like in the middle talking to these teenagers and they were like, why aren't you in school? And the teenagers were like, because um, of the virus. And they were like, oh, because of the virus. Okay. And what are you supposed to do during the virus? They're like, uh, we're supposed to stay at home or within five kilometers. And they were like, okay. And where do you live? And they were like, um, Blanchestown. And which is like, this was like very, very far. Lie, lads, far lie. South. And I was just like, just say Black Rock, like it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was uh, some guards were given out to some uh, young lads. And one of the young lads was like, um, oh no, we're from around here, bro. And the Garda was like, uh, we're Gardi, we're not bros. And it was just the most, it was the cutest thing. I was like, oh, bless their little hearts. But yeah, the little teenagers, they're all running around with each other. It's very yeah, scary. I... But my reason, yeah, that's my reason to be cheerful was went for a very beautiful, socially distant um, cycle. And everybody that we came across seemed to be maintaining their distance and very polite to one another so it was a really good day in in the, well, that's in good. the sun and i feel like i got a lot of that's delightful and exercise yes good. very happy yeah i need a bit more of that this week i think i've been uh cooped up in the house too much but um i will be soon because i will be on your bike buzz i actually did buy a bike this week for the first time in a long time because I've been using dumb bikes in my old house because they were literally outside and it was great. But I'm currently in the, I'd love to know why this is, but there's a black spot in Dublin 8 for maybe because they think all the bikes are going to be robbed, but there is no bike stands anywhere near me where I am living. So I'm missing the use of a bike mm-hmm. and I'd really like to use it again. So I went and got a bike for myself. Get a bike. So, They're great. Um, I have. And it's on the way, so I look forward to being able to actually use it. I love, I love riding around the bikes, especially when the weather's nice as well. I like it so. too. Cycling's good. Yeah, so that'd be good. Um, and my other reason to be cheerful. My world is so small. This is my reason to be cheerful this week. You can see in the background some lights uh, changing. <laughs> I've got, I got those LED lights from uh, IKEA. So Ni- and, Niall has uh, like in his in his space that he's recording in right now. He has like the most neither nine color 
lights just like changing periodically and I'm living for it. We'll probably see it on the quiz on Sunday. You may do. Yeah. Yes, yes, you may do. Uh, we're doing the quiz for the fourth time on Sunday on YouTube. So uh, do join us for that. I have some cracking ideas for a round, an image round. I just had an idea for. So, um, yeah, and uh, I think it's just those little things uh, been giving me joy, like it has been since all this lockdown stuff began. Um, putting together lots of furniture, um, you know, organizing a space, painting a room, all those kind of it's things. good to have a project. Been, yeah, it is, to be honest. Um, it is good to have a product. So it's been keeping me going. Um, Something else that gave me a reason to be cheerful, which is uh, an incredible segue that I hope you're impressed by, was Denise Chyla's, um performance, um, her Courage 2020 performance with other voices at the National Gallery last week, um, which I think just sent everybody into a frenzy. Um, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen such an outpouring of people being so impressed by something. Um, I know, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen something like that. It's just such... Where everyone... Yeah. People were texting me and going, are you watching this thing now? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually outside. I had... I'm near the canal and I met Simon Roach and we. I had it on my phone and we had a... He'd made an old-fashioned. He brought all the makings oh. of an old-fashioned. Oh, and we were sitting out in the canal and we had that on. It was like, this is lovely. Yeah. And it really felt like a dead. moment, didn't it? It, it felt yeah. like... Um, it was just, it was kind of like all of Irish music were like, oh, something, something big is happening. Um, I mean, I, I got a call from an editor the next day being like, did you see Denise Tyler last night? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, like, what, what you make of that? And I was like, I know. <laughs> so um, I wrote about it for the Journal of Music. If anybody would like to go and read my thoughts, um, that's online now. But I guess Very good. it just felt like such a, such a courageous thing um and i know that the theme is courage but um her her poetry in particular um and performing it in in the space that she was in and the topics that she was speaking about you know she was really reaching out to women and girls who have experienced um oppression and uh she was you know raising money for um the rape crisis midlands and it was just it 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 just felt so important for somebody to be standing in one of our kind of cultural institutions and saying our ireland is more than just these paintings on the wall like our artistry is more than this our artistry is like it's tied up with our sense of charity and our sense of social justice and all of these things that kind of make, I suppose, our our young artists kind of stand out now. Um, it's it's difficult to kind of separate um, young musicians in Ireland and the causes that they kind of fight for. And I, I, I think it just it blended so beautifully in, in that performance. And then obviously, you know, the aesthetic of it was just I actually I went and watched because I, I don't think you can watch it without drawing some parallels to Beyonce and Jay um, with the, the apeshit video shot in the Lou, the Lou, the Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Louvre. And <laughs> um. I actually went and watched the Apeshit video and I was like, I actually think, you know, Denise did that live, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's like, there's, there's the moment towards the end where she and God knows are performing together and they're kind of circling each other, you know, it's shot in the Shaw room. They're maintaining their two meter distance from each other. And it's just like, 
it's so unbelievably stunning looking that I when I was watching it, I it was really, really difficult to believe that it was live. Um, yeah, it just felt like such an amazing moment, you know. Yeah, when, and what really benefited from um, in terms of performance was the fact that there was no instruments and they were able to move around the space like that freely. And uh, like they had uh, Sean Murray, aka DJ Replay for PX Music, uh, playing tunes um, and provide the backing. And it was just a really nice to be able to see them, you know, work that space and use that space. Because I remember the first time I tuned in, now they did fix it on the night, but um, when I, I just maybe it was the second I, I came on the stream when uh, Lisa Hannigan was doing uh, the other voices one. And it was a very tight shot. And I was like, is she in the National Gallery of Ireland? Because she looks like she's in a stairwell. Um, but it pulled back and then you saw the full extent of the room. But they really used the, the room uh, in a really great way yeah, this time around. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was, I was so like moved by it. Um, it was last Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, so the current one is on in about 10 minutes. Uh, Glenn Hansard is the next one up. And I was so moved by her performance. I actually did screen grab like a little minute of it and just put it up on Instagram just to say how great it was. And I have to say, I was so surprised by the amount of um, views that got. It was just so, it just blew up. Like, and it yeah. just shows you how many people were paying attention to her and what she was doing. And like, I think it like on Twitter, the, the thing had like um, 35,000 views in like under 24 hours, just a little clip. Yeah. I put up. So I was really impressed by that. But also like there was an undercurrent of the opposite. You know, when you've done something right, when there's like, some kind of racist comments oh i saw those people i'd like fuck those guys you know just just fuck those guys like if you yeah just you know and 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 you know these are people who obviously didn't watch the full performance i saw some people being like oh why is she twerking in the national gallery i don't think she twerked once first of all um and second of all if you'd seen her whole whole performance you you would know that it is so much more than her just you know doing some rap tunes like it's it's it was so genuinely moving and it really felt like like there was like we were moving forward through something while I was watching it you know yeah and I think it's important now in this time of lockdown when there is no events there's nothing that we can all grasp onto other than like zoom calls and like you know I'm I'm doing a quiz on Sunday. I'm happy to do it. I'm enjoying doing it. And I hope, and I know people are getting uh, enjoyment of it, but having that communal experience uh, around live music at the moment is really important. Like next week on the show, we'll be talking to the Merry Wallopers about their live streams. And so um, we'll be talking to them. So like, it's that kind of impact as well. They made a huge impact. Denise made a huge impact suddenly last week. So it's really great to see. And shout out to the other voices team and Tiny Arc for amazing for providing that service and doing it so well. Just amazing and work. using right. those spaces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really beautiful. So uh, that is our reason to be cheerful this week. Now, as I mentioned, we did, um, we've been talking about what we, how could we involve the Patreon members? So people who support our our, um, our endeavors in many ways, um, patreon.com forward slash nine from five or five dollars plus tax whatever it is a month um everyone says price for pint whatever yeah. price for pint or a very fancy craft beer can and um, yes. <laughs> yeah you can you can uh support us for for one of those a month and uh it's been heartening to see a lot of people who have done that recently and who've actually continued to sign up and stay with us and really really does help us right now but we wanted to do something a bit special a bit more interactive um and we talked about involving them in some way maybe doing some patreon only uh episodes at some point but 
um, hit upon the idea of asking them directly what one song or album is easing their lockdown experience. And rather than just read out the answers that they provided, uh, I asked them to send in some audio clips and little messages to us telling us why uh, and what album um, is easing their lockdown experience. So we have, we're going to play that now. We have five different people who uh, submitted um, their choices and uh, you'll hear them all right now. Hey guys, it's uh, Ismay here. When I read the email, the first thing that came to mind was Rina Sawayama's album, which I have um, been listening to. It's getting me through lockdown because it's just fun. And I haven't really been listening to music in the background or while I'm working like usual. So this is great when I'm going for a walk or doing other bits around the house and kind of forget. You, It helps me to forget what's happening, basically. And yeah. I just think it's, she's really great and the album's cool. here my favorite album my album getting me through all this is the new abnormal by the strokes on the day it was released on good friday i knew it was going to be my album of the lockdown maybe summer it's just so go back toable it's like nine tracks but it feels like it's been on for like three hours and you can just take every song on a walk on its own you know and then you've got these sprawling ones you've got not the same anymore which is on in the background but it's just it just takes you it takes you places that you can't legally go right now and uh every time i'm a bit crushed that album goes on and it's never failed to pull me out Hello, Niall and Andrea. Um, hopefully all is well with you and yours. And um, thanks very much for keeping the podcast going during all of this. Um, despite everything that's going on, I'm still trying to stay pretty positive. And one thing that's really helped me recently has been listening to um, older Italian pop music um, for some reason. Not sure how I came across this, but... Um, there's a lot of catchy songs in there. One really good example is um, Amore Disperato by uh, Nada. The I think it's the 2004 remastered version, if you guys know it. But um, 
yeah, I just find it's pretty much impossible for me to be unhappy when I'm listening to that song or songs like it. So, um, yeah, that, um, that's been great, um, during this period. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, thanks very much guys and take care. Hey, uh, Kian Doherty here. Yeah, so there's a lot of really good albums out at the moment, uh, like from Grimes, Fiona Apple, Perfume Genius, but it's the live streams that are really keeping me going during lockdown at the moment. I've really rediscovered one artist in particular through them, Lisa Hannigan. Uh, yeah, she did a great Ruby sessions with Saint Sister and won herself with Low in the National Gallery. Uh, they kind of made me uh, go back to At Swim and the live album from last year as well. And the song that really st- stood out from those and the streams would be Undertow. She actually does like a, a five-part harmony with herself for, for the Ruby sessions, which is just really, really cool to see. It's such a good song and her, her voice sounds absolutely incredible on it. She has the kind of voice that you just want to climb inside. Yeah, amazing stuff. It's Claire Beck here. I hope you're doing okay. I saw on the Patreon feed that you were looking for song and album recommendations and obviously I can never resist doing one of those. So here we are. Um, So I would say that the album, it's both the album and the song because it's the title track um, if you want the bite-sized version um, that's getting me through lockdown, just through those moments where you're just like, oh, I just want to lie on the floor. Um, But you know that it can only kind of take you so far and you need to then get back up and give yourself a kick in the arse and for me that album is Teddy Prender I can never say it Teddy Pendergrass Life is a Song Worth Singing Uh, the whole album is just so uplifting and the lyrics really kind of resonate with me at this time and then if you want the bite-sized version you can just go for the title track where he sings about you generate the power to control what you do with your life and I just think it's wonderful I hope you're well and I will see you soon ish. Bye. Thank you. Uh, that was uh, our Patreon members uh, sharing their one song or album easing their lockdown experience right now. That was Ismay, Simon, 
Patrick, Keen, and Claire in that order. If you want to join them on our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash neither nine. We'll be doing more of those, I think, in the future. The song, as you hear it there, uh, Ismay picked uh, Rina Sawayama. Um, the song is called XS. Um, and uh, we then we had Simon, who picked The Strokes. Not the same anymore. That is the song. The album is The New Abnormal. Then, I agree with uh, him wholeheartedly in, in, his, <laughs> you w- you would. in his message. <laughs> Then we had Patrick who picked Nada, the Italian song, uh, Amora Disparato. Then Kean who picked Lisa Hannigan live from the National Gallery and or, or Ruby Sessions as well. That's the uh, live version she did at home with, of Undertow with herself um, um, over, you know, uh, layered over each other. And then Claire picked Teddy, P- Teddy Prendergrass. Teddy. <laughs> she couldn't say <laughs> she it. She couldn't say, say it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Claire picked... Teddy Pendergrass and the album Life is a Song Worth Singing. And uh, I'm going to go listen to that album tonight, I think. Um, that song was the same. So uh, a nice message there. Do you have one song or album that's been easing your lockdown experiences in its entire time? Ooh, I really should have seen this question coming, um, <laughs> but I didn't. Well, I tell, I tell you mine. Yes. Um, I, I find I've been going back into old stuff a lot, the nostalgia. I mean, I'm it'd be... It's probably a given that I'd be listening to the Beastie Boys, but more specifically, I found myself listening to the music of Uncle and science fiction in particular, maybe because it's dystopian weird time, but I've been listening to that and it's kind of given me a nice warm buzz, like those kind of, uh, that uh, rabbit in your headlights with Tom York. And uh, I think I mentioned this maybe a couple of weeks ago, but um, then uh, the Lonely Souls with Richard Ashcroft even. And then I've been, the entire week, across the last week, I've been listening to um, three or four different albums from Primal Scream, but most particularly uh, the Vanishing Point album from '97. I think oh, that's a great album. Um, there is some great stuff on that. Now it does. It's not all great, but yeah, uh, that's kind of the interesting thing about going back. Yeah, that's kind of the interesting thing about going back. You're like, oh, I used to love this album, and like half it's a bit. Yeah, crap, uh, but, there's tunes on but there. There's enough. There's enough on yeah. that one. But uh, so, do you have a choice now? I've given you um, a few seconds. I mean, to consider. So I guess I'm sort of always listening to Radiohead, but I've been listening to In Rainbows a lot, um, because that's an uh, that's an album that I love, but that I don't tend to listen to very often, um, because I sort of I wouldn't listen to it while I'm like out and about, um. I like to be at home when I'm listening to that record. So I have listened to that a good bit. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of the Beach Boys, um, which I tend to do coming into the summer and uh, some of Brian Wilson's kind of solo stuff as well. Um, And then also um, Paul Simon too. Um, I mean, I... I, I don't have a favorite album of all time, but if someone kind of like asks me the question very quickly, I tend to just go with Graceland because um, it's I think it's the easiest album for me to talk about in terms of loving it because I, I think it's it's perfect um, and it's everything that I love about music. So, yeah, going back to Graceland was really nice. Um, it was actually friend of the show slash rival podcast host Craig Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Um, in a group chat was was kind of got got a chat between ourselves and, and a few friends going about just how goddamn great that album is and um, went and listened to it that day and have been kind of spinning it a lot ever since so yeah definitely going going back to old favorites um, kind of being with familiar stuff um, when I'm not reviewing or or, or or listening to new stuff but um, 
in terms of albums that have been released this year, I have returned to that Strokes record a lot, um, which is really nice, actually, um, because sometimes I binge too much on a new album and uh, just get a bit sick of it or something. I think that happened to me a little bit with Fiona Apple. Um, I can't. I'll be ready in a month to listen to that again. But um, yeah, Strokes record is is getting a good few spins. Uh, I think I'm going to order the LP soon, I reckon. Ah, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good show. I'd like to get, I think I'll probably end up talking about it towards the end, but there's a lot of stuff I've been listening to from the past as well. Yeah. But, um, I also, you know, discovering a lot of new stuff as well at the same time this week. So I am loving the new music buzz. There's lots of it, and that's great. So, Good. Um, yeah, speaking of speaking of new music, it is time for our albums of the week. Uh, our first one is from Perfume Genius, the fifth album from Mike Hadrius. It is called Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. Um, immediately. This is a song from it. Immediately. This is called Describe. album is from perfume genius it is called set my heart on fire immediately uh perfect genius has been around for about 10 years now funny enough um and definitely started as one of those kind of blog discoveries in the early days 2010s learning was kind of featured a lot of disquieting um con- piano confessional music and every album since then has been very different it's been kind of uh, the likes of 2014's uh, Too Bright, which is much more brash and kind of glittering, almost performance art as well. Uh, thinking of the song like Queen, which is probably the biggest hit that he has, I'd say, or the biggest song he has. And now we're we're into album five territory and what we're getting here is something much more grandiose, more orchestral and uh, very interesting. Uh, at the same time as uh, having made this album, uh, Hadris also worked on a avant-garde dance performance piece uh, called The Stun Still Burns here. That was uh, Ruth's Perfume Genius is fascinated with bodies and sex in a more heightened eeriness. Um, and that was performed as well with a, a Seattle company called The YC and alongside uh, Hadris's partner and longtime collaborator, Alan Wuffles, or Wifles. That's a great name. Weefles, Wiffles. It looks like Wiffles. Um, but yeah, back to this album. I um I had not listened to uh the Perfect Genius albums uh, most recently. I think I'd give them a cursory listen, but I am super impressed with this. I think this is a an absolutely fantastic album. I think it might be his his best. He's finding ways to once again evolve into different ways uh, using different um. Influences. He's talked about the likes of Elvis and Roy Orbison, Bjork, PJ Harvey, um, and all sorts of stuff. Um, and he's really been bringing the kind of visual into his music as well. And this is a very cinematic, uh, rich, detailed album. Um, it's very ambitious as well. What was your impressions of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I, I was, I was pretty blown away by this actually. Um, I think it's definitely his most ambitious. And um, 
in my opinion, his best work so far. Um, I think it's also probably his most accessible, um, which is, I mean, not the most important thing, but um, it's it's sort of, it's, it's rare that you'd get a late album like this that you'd use to introduce someone to somebody's work, do you know? Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think cinematic is actually a really great word for this. Uh, there, there, there is something very cinematic about how music history seems to like, you know, roll past the screen while you're listening to it. It's like, he's taking, um, it's, it's not so much that he's just taking influence from the past, but it's, more that he's taking I guess the most beautiful elements from our mainstream music history and just laying them out and collaging them and creating this kind of alternative history or his own version of of, of history and I think he he's always sounded like he's trying to reach beyond uh, he's always embraced kind of orchestration but maybe it was a little bit more like leaning towards calamity and experimentation before whereas here it's a lot more honed and um kind of using using those methods to point to new ideas i think whole life which is the first is it the first track on the i don't actually have the album track list i i, I think whole life is the opener i think um does it really really wonderful wonderfully because i guess we've we've heard those kinds of swelling strings before we've heard that glimmering guitar and that kind of broody melancholy voice and lyrics but when when whatever way he sort of puts them together they seem to kind of become something else entirely um which I just think is so wonderful to kind of just pick and choose these and I I know a lot of artists do that but I guess he just sounds so unique in his perspective of of what music history is i guess you know yeah um that opening song is uh, we mentioned elvis and roy orbison but specifically those and roy orbison he said what would my music be like if i inhabited that kind of crooner male energy and this is his version of it and i think that's a really interesting thing and i think i like that idea of interpretations of uh, established forms yeah. almost just like working with something that it is comes from your own perspective that is somebody else's um that they almost own you know like in in the artwork even like i the first thing i thought of was like that kind of james dean character where it's just sort of like there's strength in it but there's also like a a, a sort of a a a nuance and a vulnerability there as well and I think he's he's playing really interestingly with masculinity in in that sense, you know, like it's like here here is this strong body, but this is also a body that dances and expresses and emotes. Um, and I think that 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 sort of transfers over to the music as well. Like we we hear that kind of vulnerability mixing with masculinity throughout it. And I, I think it's done really, really beautifully. Yeah, and even though a lot of these uh, songs are quite grandiose and big, there's a lot of intimacy in terms of his delivery and how he does that. And I think that's a nice duality between the two. It's kind of 
there are moments in this where you're not really sure what he's even saying exactly, but um, he's drawing you in with uh, vocals and melodies as well. And uh, but they're set against quite big backdrops as well. You know, um, even that song described I played there, uh, it kind of starts with that big, rich, distorted almost production. And then towards the second half, it takes a surprising turn into a very ambient kind of orchestral movement. Um, so and then there's a song without you, which actually reminds me of what I think Hamilton Lighthouser sounds like. <laughs> it's a kind of like country twang, country American. I, I love Without You because it reminds me, I know I mentioned that I've been listening to a, a lot of um, a lot of Beach Boys, but it, it it does remind me of those kind of, the the space that you can hear in those Pet Sounds sessions. Like the the, the space of the recording studio is kind of palpable and it's, re- it's really wonderful to hear that, especially from an artist who's traditionally favoured kind of more dense production you know and it's yeah it's just really nice to kind of feel like you're moving through this the space of the studio and the space of the recording with him as opposed to it all being a bit more compressed I suppose which is a a, a style I, I would have associated with him before do you know but I I think the album it's it it's really an al- an album of kind of like finding that balance like it's it's very earnest but it's not cheesy and it it borrows a lot without stealing and it's original in the way that kind of the best music is where it's aware of its place in the history of kind of pop or alt music or or whatever it is that we would kind of define this as um but it's also very comfortable and confident in in its place within it um it's not trying to kind of carve out something new entirely it's very very aware of its own history and its own influences and I'm finding that is a thread in music that I'm growing more interested in and respectful of I mean I think I I think Lana Del Rey did it wonderfully on um on Norman fucking Rockwell and I think Hamilton Lighthouser does it really wonderfully as well and it's just kind of that that awareness that you are a contributor to to musical history you're not no 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 one is you know unless you're Fiona Apple no one's really doing anything new anymore like it's and and that's okay it's you don't it's art isn't only worthy if it's never been done before like it it can completely be um Im- influenced by the past and it doesn't mean that you don't have something new to say like you can absolutely point to new things and new experiences and have a new voice within that and yet still be very firmly placed within its kind of history and yeah that's just a, a, a thread I'm really enjoying at the moment yeah um it's interesting you're saying but nobody's doing anything new i'm not sure if that's strictly true but like, well i mean yeah, i mean more so like it there's there's a lot more um there's a lot more of a willingness to kind of wear your influences on your sleeve now than there might have been 20 years ago um like we're not we're not getting a whole lot of new genres coming out um uh what what we are getting is more fusion of different things do you know if if that makes sense okay. yeah no i i sorry no, it does, yeah. I, I i don't mean there's nothing new happening i just mean that <laughs> people are people are more willing to 
embrace the idea that like everything that can be done is kind of done already and that's okay you know yeah um i must say the um musicians on this deserve a bit of praise as well the producer um Bright mills and there's musicians who i don't know but are apparently all usually uh the saxophonist sam gendel is one of them there's got uh uh session people like jim keltner pino paladino matt chamberlain and rob moose um and they do bring a, a lovely richness to this absolutely uh, there's a, it's also one of those albums that i get a lot of those there's a lot of those moments where you're like wow that's really beautiful like there's the harp on that song leave is just mesmerizing it's so beautiful even though the lyrics are basically about being taken advantage of in some way um it's kind of that darkness and light in one song that i really like uh again on the floor another one i really like the breakdown in, and his beautiful vocals there and <clears throat> again a, a darker story is told in the lyrics as well yeah um and that's always been kind of the thing i've associated with him like these kind of very brittle um vocals but he's also uh has this depth to that as well yeah it's very rich and uh so I think I'm going to be ending up playing this a fair bit in the next few weeks because it's still, it's one of those ones I feel like, oh, I'm going to put that on again because it's the Journey album. It's like the one that takes you on a, yeah. on a trip. Absolutely. And, uh, I, th- I think that this is one of the albums of the year um, so far for me. Um, it's it's an incredibly strong record from from an artist that I guess like we we already know that he's talented you know like we 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 already know that he's capable of making really great work but i guess the the sort of the the curveball in this i just i love it uh, and i i love that he's always kind of pushing himself i love the aesthetic of his kind of his like new aesthetic that he's come out with this kind of like strength and it's he's just he he just kind of creates really beautiful spaces in 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 his work and I would, I kind of like personally would feel like this is a really nice companion album to Norman fucking Rockwell. I could see myself listening to the two of those back to back just for that kind of, that sense of vulnerability, yet um, confidence in its own sort of like magnitude, I suppose. Um, And yeah, I think it's, it's an incredibly strong album. So good luck, Charlie. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna talk about Charlie XCX album in a second, how I'm feeling now. But let's play a bit of On the Floor from um Perfume Genius. Away. My body is safe. 
Right. <laughs> Our second album this week is from Charlie XCX, uh, which is called How I'm Feeling Now. This wasn't an album that was planned until the lockdown happened, and it is indeed an album made in quarantine uh, while Charlie XCX was in quarantine, as we all were, um, and made in front of fans on Zoom and on Instagram Live. Um, clearly a very busy woman she is and did not want to stop working uh, we'll play a bit of uh, one of the tracks from it it is called claws That was close from Charlie XCX. The album is called How I'm Feeling Now. I think she gave herself like two months or like May 15th as the deadline, May 13th or something like that. May 15th, to actually yeah. put this all together and it came out last Friday. And um, it is an interesting one because I think for maybe there's two levels of investment. There's one is just people like myself who didn't watch the Zoom stuff that much or the Instagram live and um, I heard enough. I've heard see, heard bits and seen little things where she's like, oh, asking for suggestions for lyrics and stuff like that. And when she first came out, she did say it was going to be a fully collaborative album and kind of talked about how it was going to be, you know, made with fans. But it's less that at all. Like all the production here is from kind of people you'd expect, really. People that she knows, people that are long term collaborators like A.G. Cook, uh, Danny Harrell, uh, 100 Gex is a new one, Palmistry and Dijon but they all occupy that kind of like underground electronic club and um, bouncy fizzy uh, day glow kind of music and um, so it's very similar um, I think this is quite an exciting album uh, and I think it it's one that benefits from its short uh, construction time because it does kind of offer a snapshot of where an artist is and where we all are although you know it was you know being billed as it's been built in a lot of ways as a quarantine album for a lot of people but and there are great lines about like the sheer boredom and the yearning and the anxiety of uh 2010 and being in this intense mood of lockdown and looking to like pick yourself up did or, you say 2010 did i say 2010 oh maybe <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Oh no! Just, just you wait till 2020. If you thought 2010 was bad, holy okay. shit! Yeah, 2010. I think. Why did I say 2010? Anyway, um, but yeah, there are lyrics here about you know I'm, I miss my friends. I miss them every night. I miss them by my side. Uh, uh, at like, there's a song called Anthems, which I really like. Here, it's like I'm so bored. All my friends are invisible. I want Anthems late night. My friends, New York. Finally, when it's over, we might even be closer. But a lot of this album is really about her and her partner who are quarantined together and the intimacy in that and like worrying that the person who's your best friend and, and partner is actually like your maybe your secret enemy or something like that. Or, you know, questioning, like she said now she they've come out of this stronger the lockdown and uh, that's great to hear. But there's actually a lot of the songs here are about are quite romantic and they're about the thread of 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 dealing with a romance in a quarantine and being so close together uh like there's there's four songs i can take here of the 11 forever clause i finally understand enemy that are very much about that kind of idea and seven days seven years as well even though i think that's uh, more of a fiction 
as well. But um, yeah, I I'm enjoying this album a lot. It's it's got that um, the thing that I've I've often talked about about Charlie XCX is that um, kind of electro kind of buzziness to it, and I think she it's got that big dirty PC music vibe basically, and fizzy electro pop. That's what she does really well. I think that's what she's doing really well here. I think it doesn't outstay its welcome. I think you're getting a lot of good tunes. Um, and I think it's a really good snapshot. And I think it's a very good album for this year because it has all that. It has, you know, that kind of yearning and that anxious and and those kind of there's a song here where she is inspired by her chats with her therapist and she puts in um some uh, a recording from her therapist uh, her and her therapist just to like really make that real and show that like you know you know everyone's going through things and struggling um i so yeah so i've been really enjoying this i think it's kind of like you know I, I don't know if you can really compare it to last year's album um because that was such a long-awaited thing such a big thing with like charlie xx uh, and christine the queens and then she had liz on and all this kind of stuff and you're like is that like a big pop album this is more like oh this is nice to get because we didn't know it was coming until two months ago and it's been made in public almost um if you were paying attention to it um and you know i think she's one of our most interesting pop stars and i'm really glad she exists and uh so how do you feel about it i i'm sort of I guess I'm struggling a little bit um, with how to approach it, like as as a critic, I suppose, because it's it's really making me think about what what I want from albums and what what I kind of have come to expect an album to mean to me. Um, and I think what what I mean by that is that this is an album that is very, very difficult to listen to objectively um, and not kind of listen to it in its context in the pandemic. Um, And I I think that's fine. I think she knows that. um, And I think that that's that's its purpose. So I guess rather than it being, you know, a a full artistic statement of who she is as a person, it's more... Uh, like you said, a, a, a snapshot of a time when maybe she doesn't fully feel herself and maybe she doesn't, um, she's not quite with, like she's she's not quite fully connected with herself. She's not quite fully connected with other people. She's going through like a really difficult time. Obviously, many of us are. Um, and so for, for that reason, I'm finding it difficult to kind of settle on what my opinion of it is. Um, but I, I, I I do I enjoy it. I I I enjoy its energy. Um I don't I don't enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed previous things from her, but I think that's okay. I think that that like the the decision to make this in the way that she did make it um online in front of people in front of screens, like not not in front of people, you know, none of us are in front of people. We're we're in front of images of people that we can't connect with and I think that that's a really um it's an interesting dynamic to the album and it it comes through in in those lyrics um it's it's hard not to just hear it as what it is which is a a kind of a cry, a cry of anguish in a shared experience but also like it's a party too <laughs> and it's the party that we're all like she she opens it with I I just want to go real hard and it's like 
yeah like how can we not connect with that all we want to do is just go out be amongst our friends like it's like that 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 first track is just like this completely over the top huge noisy mess like it's not pretty it's not even really that pleasant but it does kind of sound like if you take every single night out that you're waiting for after lockdown and play them all at once and I found something really really cathartic in in just the noise and the mess of that um but I I didn't necessarily like think it was the prettiest thing in the world either. So there's there is this kind of dissonance in in, in my head uh, about it. Uh, when Forever came out, I wasn't crazy about it. I wondered if I'd enjoy it more in the context of the album, and I do. And now I actually think it's one of the strongest um, tracks on the album. Yeah, I'd agree but, with that. Yeah, but I'm I'm I I th- I think she's she's done a really good job at I guess capturing a certain mood of lockdown because I think we're we're all feeling pretty despondent and um sad and we miss our friends but I guess she there's there is something quite hopeful about this album um in that she's she's focusing on love and she's focusing on like she she's kind of focusing on like some of the unimportant stuff as well like I want to go out and party and it's it's okay to feel that way. I I, f- I feel like she's telling us that it's it, it's okay to want the sort of the privilege of going out and partying, and it's it's okay to feel the way you're feeling, which which I do really like. Um, in terms of its production, you know, I, it's not it's not as great as previous works, but you know, it's ri- written, recorded, and produced in a pandemic, so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get too mad about that. Um, I think I think she's done a great job with the resources that she has. Um, I think it's it's it, it it's more of a. I I kind of see it as more of a project than an album. Um, and I, I, as a project, I think it's captured a certain mood, a certain um, a certain idea of anguish and a certain idea of loneliness that a lot of us are feeling um yeah and i think that kind of yearning that you mentioned there like i just want to go to parties and she elaborates on that like i just want to feel the heat from all the bodies and that's exactly it like, you're just like yeah ah, just want to be amongst people for once yeah know? and then there's even a song called party for you which is about putting on a party for someone who doesn't show up like the gats great Gatsby I, or something but, I, re- uh, I really really like that song and yeah it's... but it's just like tells the pink balloons dj what's your favorite tunes birthday cake in august but you were born in 19th of june uh, and there's an, a line in one of the songs, I think it might be uh, anthems as well, which is uh, kind of encapsulates like how a lot of people feel in, in the lockdown. I'm just so insp- uninspired. I just want to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, that line that. kind of annoyed me because I've been like genuinely uninspired and she's singing that while she's like making an album. And I'm like, Charlie, like you're, <laughs> you can't say you're uninspired and then be like, you know, throwing out the bangers every second day um, yeah but it's clearly not as sim- simple as that because yeah, you know no, she's been isn't. talking about like like there's a definitely an undercurrent of like anxiety in this album as well of like oh this you can you can hear that in, in in the music i, th- I think she there's there's a there's so many times in this record where i'm like charlie you you don't need to have all of this going on right now like there's there's a lot happening in a lot of these songs um and i'm like I, I don't know if, if she would have benefited from like pairing it back a little bit and maybe focusing a bit more on melody than just sheer like throwing everything 
at the wall in terms of it. But also, I I respect her decision to do that. I I, I respect that this is a this is just a it's it's coming from somewhere guttural like it's it, it it's complete expression and that's why I, I I find it hard to kind of criticize it in a way that I would usually approach an album because it's not made in usual circumstances it's not like she she obviously like it, it was a self-imposed deadline but we all like Charlie XCX stands are like really scary and they probably would have freaked out if she didn't make the deadline but like it's there's there's a lot of pressure on her with this album and I think that you I I I can't really criticize somebody who found freedom and hope and um and comfort in creating a project with her fans and putting it out like I just I can't I can't like I don't know I I I, I I can't be like, oh, she's not really saying much here because she's just saying everything at once because we all are. None of none of our nobody's conversations even make sense these days. Like we're all just like, oh, I saw a dog and it's just everything's <laughs> weird. And this album is weird. And I think that, yeah. that like that it just sounds like the absolute calamity that's going on in all of our heads. And I know it's not always pretty and no, it's not always like the most, you know, beautifully produced thing. But it's real and it feels real. It sounds real, you know, and I think that's yeah. that's where I'm kind of coming out of it. Yeah, at. the I kind of some I, I've been thinking about the fact that like the Dua Lipa album Future Nostalgia was the first big album of the lockdown. And mm. it was kind of like an escapist album of like pop bangers where this is like an escape escapist well, it's not that escapist. It's actually like too real. It's like the foil for that album. It's like, it's pop bangers, but it's like, oh, this is full of anxiety and like too real for me. And you're yeah. yearning uh, for like where where the Dua Lipa album makes you want to yearn for a future that is coming. This makes you want to like forget about the future that's here right now. And yes. just be like, ah, oh, I can't wait to party because this is sucks. Yeah. Because it is made in that way. And where the Juliet Bob was made all before this lockdown stuff. So it doesn't have any of that um, tainted ideas of like what it is. But it definitely feels, it feels so touched by the the hand of COVID-19, you know? Totally. And, and I think as well, there's there's something in the idea that Charlie isn't telling us that everything's going to be okay after because it isn't. Like we, we're going to have a really depressing time once this is over like things aren't going to go back to normal and I I like that she's just focusing on partying and the the things that we can control like that she's saying okay after all of all of this is over we can all party again and it it might not be like we're we're gonna have pretty tough time in the rest of our lives but let's just focus on the one thing that we can do and that's that's partying and I guess that's always been Charlie XCX's kind of like her 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 whole shtick is kind of like look just forget all your problems and party but also i'm gonna i'm gonna like sing about your problems a little bit but partying partying's the main <laughs> thing we need to do and i think we kind of need that i think we need we need somebody to be like it's not all going to be okay this this is going to be around for a really long time but there will be things that will be okay within it and i think that that's the kind of it's the small stuff that she's focusing on and it, the rest of us are probably doing something similar too. 
I'd say so. Um, it'd be interesting now, uh, next, or well, Friday, tomorrow, the 1975 album is out. I'd be interested to see how that um, is part, oh, she's dabbing, uh, how yeah, that I'm is going to be affected by this, if at all, because like, that was the joke when this first happened is like, Maddie Healy is rewriting all the lyrics <laughs> the to suit the lockdown as we speak. And then he, he responded to somebody who said that and said, yeah, I literally am. So I'm like, <laughs> very interested to... To yeah. hear what they got. I have I haven't um heard the album. I didn't like request it or anything. I'm I'm not reviewing it. I'm not doing anything. I just wanna listen to it and if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. I don't wanna be amongst the discourse. Have you have you seen anything about it yet? I've I've seen some reviews. I've seen some very I've seen five star reviews and I saw the the independent one star review. Um, oh, I saw one negative review, which wasn't the independent, and it was like they would be. I think it was Clash or somebody like that, or DIY was one of those English mm. publications. I was like, oh, they're usually stands for them. So yeah, um, it was interesting. I was like, oh, this could be an interesting listen. I um, I like so, a good divisive album, especially going into it and not knowing. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. exciting. And I don't think I actually haven't heard the existing tracks um that much, so um I will give it a go f- with fresh ears for sure. Uh, well anyway that was uh, our two albums our second was Charlie XCX How I'm Feeling Now and uh, we'll play a bit of a song called Forever which is one of our favourites from the yeah, album yeah I like that one I always love you I love you forever even when we're not together Okay, that's our albums of the week this week. Um, Andrea, do we have any other business going on? Anything? Um, um, any other report? business? Oh, do you know, I watched Inside Lewin Davis. The Coen You've never film. seen that before. That's like, no. Wow. That's like everyone, so many people have been telling me to watch that film for years. They're like, it's like, it's your film. Like, you'll love it. And I love the Coen brothers. I love Oscar Isaac. Like, absolutely loved it. Thought it was brilliant. I just loved it. Start to finish, great time. Um, Oscar Isaac's very talented. Um, he's a very talented man and it's kind of a bit unfair. It's like, ah, yeah. And he's nice and he's really handsome and he's an excellent guitarist and he can sing. It's like, oh, okay, you know, get a new and, thing. And he's in Star Wars as well. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like I, yeah. you're just making me mad now <laughs> but no I no, I do, I do I, I genuinely love him and I thought he was amazing in it um, and all the supporting cast as well um, for the five minutes or so that uh, Adam Driver was in it he had me in stitches like I thought he was just so so funny he was great um, I what else am I watching um, I don't think I'm watching anything else are you just, watching the Michael Jordan documentary like everyone else in the country? No. Or on around the world, no? No. Um, I, I started watching it last week. Really I feel like it'll actually. make me feel really unfit <laughs> to like look at well, all these athletes and stuff. I'll be like, oh. I'll say one thing about Michael Jordan. Like he's as focused, he was as focused as he ever could be and more than anyone else. And he only seemed to really care about uh, sports and well, a bit of the odd gambling on the side, which they do address. Um, 
but it is interesting. I am enjoying it. This, um, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I am getting uh, some of that kind of like 90s nostalgia off it mm. as well. But it's, it's very well put together. Um, I'm seven episodes in. At the moment, I, so. I want to like basketball because I like the drama of it. And it's just it's always on in the middle of the night because it's America. Um, like all the big playoffs is that what you say I don't know like the big the big basketball games that happen um they're always on the middle of the night so I'm like oh, I can't watch this um but yeah maybe yeah okay I'll watch that I'll do that yeah it's good it's good uh I would, I would definitely recommend it it is uh something a bit different and because uh it's about sports as well and it's about you know one of the biggest um sportsmen of our time and uh it's really interesting. The I haven't really been watching a lot of things, but I, the other thing I have been um, doing this week is listening to a podcast, which is called Wind of Change. Have you heard about this? It is, uh, it's only available on Spotify, I think, currently. It is by um, a, a writer of The New Yorker who um, has this, th- he hears this tantalizing theory that the CIA uh, had a hand in writing the Scorpion song, that is the Scorpions, the German band's uh, Wind of Change, in order to bring down the Iron Curtain and change the regime in Soviet Russia. Um, so he spends eight episodes exploring that concept and uh, the idea that uh, music is used as a propaganda tool. Uh, it's really interesting. And yes, it takes lots of diversions as well, but uh, it always keeps its eye on that kind of prize as well. And it's a really, really interesting story. Um and yeah, I won't ruin anything or 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 say anything about the ending or anything like that. But uh, it is a very entertaining journey. Actually, it was what I was listening to the whole time I was painting my room. Cool. So, so I would recommend. I that. have been listening to. So I'm sort of seeking comfort in familiar things. So, like I said, I'm finding it hard to like watch new films and new shows, and um, not so much with music, but yeah, I'm I. I feel like my brain is like, no, something familiar. So I've been listening for the first time to the Harry Potter series on audiobook as read by Jim Dale. Um, and I've I've done three of them in the past week now. I finished Prisoner of Azkaban yesterday. And I have to say, it's just been like really, really comforting to just like know that I can tune out and or fall asleep or whatever it might be because I know these stories so well I've read the books like countless times um but also just to kind of you you know when you're at home and you're like you you sort of find yourself getting a bit anxious or a bit stressed about like oh what what should I listen to or I really should be listening to new music or I really should there's there's that like amazing album that everyone always talks about and I haven't listened to that yet and then you find you just kind of get into a flurry of like anxiety and you're like oh there's too much stuff to do so I I like if if people liked Harry Potter as children or whatever I would recommend just sort of having that there as like your safety net and just something to have on in the background and it's just like having a little an old friend in the background I've been really 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 enjoying that that's been that's been like bringing my anxiety down a lot this past week um and then reading I um what am I reading do, do, do. I oh so I'm in this kind of I, I think I mentioned before I'm in this kind of trashy book club with my friend it's just the two of us um and she's never read Twilight and it's my it was my turn to 
pick the next book. So I've decided to make her read Twilight. So I'm rereading Twilight uh, (laughs) for the first time since I was maybe 15. Um, I'm only a couple of chapters in, so I won't give my verdict yet. But I will say it is better written than I remember. Or I've read worse written books since reading Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, just gas like I'll I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll defend I'll loosely defend Twilight um, for just being a bit gas so that's okay. fun um, and it's, <laughs> it's a nice break second I've been, Robert Pattinson I've been reading like age. yeah oh yeah that's true I've been kind of just reading a lot of like very like heavy literature stuff and like very you know very serious books and um, I'm just like no I just literally just need to read like about sexy vampires for a bit that's all <laughs> all i have in me at the moment why not why not not? um yeah i haven't been really reading anything because i've just been doing diy for last week other than the new yorker is a standard kind of thing i read every week but Mm. uh, other than that i the other thing i've been found myself doing is going i i was in my office uh, to pick up some stuff for to bring home and i found um the old dvd and cd roms that i had that featured a load of like mb3s and music that i had Um, so been going through some of that stuff the last week um God, just seeing there, there was a band called the Semi Finalists from 2006. You should write um, a post about that somewhere. That is amazing. Like just finding old, like physical. I was going to make a playlist. I was going to yeah, make a do it. Oh my god, absolutely. I would, I would love to. It's such read a about stuff that you found. Yeah. Yeah, and like what I did last night while I was uh, putting together this IKEA furniture was listening to this folder that was just said MP3s, and it was like, what is going to be in this? Amazing. And it was great crack. I found so many things. What was in there was like a Boards of Canada live thing that they did, some live session. I'm not even sure where it's from, um, but I'm sure I could find out pretty easily. And then, turns out, I had some Kasabian songs or, or tucked away there. Gas. And I don't remember like I don't remember liking Kasabian at all. Um, so Club, Club I, don't, I don't think I did. And that's what, that's what came on. It was like, I thought it was Black Tambourine by Beck. And I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's Kasabian. Oh, weird. Um, so that was strange. And then uh, I also, there was one song which I put up on Instagram yesterday, which is uh, called uh, No Fronts. Do you remember that? No. no fronts uh, by uh, oh, what was the name of the band? I only put dead eat dog doggy dog. No fronts. <laughs> it was like this crap, like metal kind of rap, like Beastie Boys kind of rip off doggy dog. They were called. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, actually, I'm gonna play a bit of it right now. Yeah, it's really bad. That's Dog Eat Dog. So I was called No Front. That was on, I was on my CD uh, collection that I found. Um, so I'm still going through Please that. Please well. make a playlist. I would be all so over that. I will do that. I will do that. Yeah, cool. All right. That was, cool. That's been my task for the next week. And that's pretty much it. Um, as I said, I'll be chatting to the Mary Wallopers uh, on next week's podcast. Um, 
and we'll also be talking to Nilo very soon as well. Um, and Thank you so much to our Patreons who sent us in those messages. I actually got a little bit emotional while I was listening <laughs> to them. I know they weren't particularly emotional messages or anything, but just kind of hearing people's voices and um, just being like, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It just made a difference yeah. to have to hear somebody's actual voice and not just read out a comment. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing that again, hopefully. So, yes, uh, yes, I like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to do that, it's patreon.com forward slash 909. Um, and do tell your friends about our podcast and everything else that's going on. Uh, music quiz on Sunday. I'd yep. love if you joined us. I'll be and, there. And uh, we have a prize of a cocktail box from uh, Catch Events Quarantini. They do. They have a party every Friday and a DJ set thing. And me and make fancy cocktails at home. That cocktail box that? is mine. Not oh, really. Yeah, well, I'm not coming to <laughs> Well, well, we'll have to see how the uh, the music industry uh, uh, section gets on. They always a strong presence every Sunday yes, when we do it. So there is, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, and the other thing I'm doing this week, uh, speaking of doing something, it's pretty fascinating to say that, but uh, I'm uh, Cabal, the Limerick Collective and uh, Club Night are hosting three days this week of this weekend of live streams. Um, and they're doing one day from Galway, uh, from Roisin Dove, one day from Dolan's in Limerick, and then one day from a studio in Ballymount Industrial Estate, which is within my 5K. So I'm going out there to play an early set on Sunday before the quiz. Um, And these lads are great. They have everything set up really well. They have like professional gear, like broadcast quality equipment, and they've built their own uh, live stream kind of, mechanism or like platforms so that there's no copyright infringement uh, interfering with all that that's stuff. awesome so, um i can play madonna if i want lovely <laughs> everyone's always asking everyone's always asking for abba when i play that's what i'm known for now that's what <laughs> lumo's known for so that's it from uh, me this week anything else from your end at all no that's all from me just um you know stay safe keep washing your hands and um we'll all be together soon we will. I'm emotional will. today in case you can't <laughs> Thank you so much okay. for listening to our podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. We're going to finish with a song from Denise Chyla, as we mentioned at the top yes. of the show. Um, she had a new song out called Down a couple of weeks ago. And this is that song. And uh, she's a superstar on the rise. And you'll be hearing more from her. And uh, we'll be back next week with episode 92. Talk to you soon. Bye. Don't need an autopsy to open up Wear my pajamas to the corner shop I keep my eye on what makes me up I dance on the graves of dead traditions No lip service to bad religion Cleaning house like I'm playing Quidditch Can't waste time doubting my decisions Onward catagum adulgogy I don't need permission to be free Can't affect my confidence adversely I'm well versed so you won't adverse me Round of applause for the ones who say You're clapped when you turn them down Imagine being able to be anything And choosing to stay a clown I, I could Bruce Wayne or Batman I can play nice or show you Arkham. Come in my inbox again and I'll chat to your girl and raise her standards, bad man. Don't let the internet make you brave if you wouldn't say it with face. Say it to my face. Say it with your chest. Say it with your heart. No, what? Say less. I'll cross that bridge when I burn it. I'll give credit when you earn it. My pupils taught me the vision. Don't need
need anyone to affirm it. I'll turn them down. I'll turn them down. Can't define who I am with a choker box I might graduate with my bonnet on And a Colgate smile like Chip Skylark I wear my tracksuit underneath my socks So you already know where I'm from Looking like United Colors of Benetton What accent is that? All of them Call me Saoirse, Shea Butter, Shaka Zulu I'll show you the meaning of Jade Vu Character arc on Zuko I could strike a match or light up a fuse Jinchuriki without a seal I'm not afraid of my bijou though Envision the waves I don't want to coast I'm not afraid to say I have no shuns I know my power I am the princess, the tower, the dragon A young girl baggins And I am not dragging anybody with me Tell your king I've got the keys to a city I won't go away quietly I don't ever rest its peak Sum it up, I am the life in my own streams I am the girl of my own dreams You cannot hold me down I could fit a lecture in 16 bars I can make a scene and make you dance I don't get even, I even the odds Calculate it when it don't add up You are not a leader to make one Looks like you need a consultation I don't need you to rate me I'll send my rates on, rates on A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.